Hey everybody, it's your girl Lauren Reed right here on What A Ice Radio and you are now tuned in to the biggest, baddest, the livest show on internet radio, the Lauren Reed Live Show. Let's go. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. Hey, it's your girl Lauren Reed, and you are now locked into Lauren Reed Live, right here on What An Ice Radio, the show where you get a little scoop of everything. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C, Ho. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay the Gentleman, and you're listening to Lauren Reed Live on Water Ice Radio, powered by waterice.com, your scoop to everything Philly. Now let's go. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here. What a Ice Radio, the Lauren Reed Live Show. Yes. Jay, what's up? What's poppin'? Chillin', chillin'. Everything is lovely. Summertime in the city. <laughs> Officially summertime. It's hot as hell. <laughs> yes. No air ACs are working. You know it's the summertime the AC ain't working. <laughs> it ain't working. Right. No, everything's right. good, though. Busy. Busy. We of cooking. Course. We are cooking. Shout out to the whole Water Ice family. We out here in these streets. Yep. Um, but today we have another guest, groundbreaking guest. Yes, doing his thing. Always, right? That's what we do around here. Yes. We bring the best. So this gentleman has a flourishing clothing line. Yes. Um, you have probably seen it on the likes of someone named Swiss Beats. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> He's been at Philadelphia Fashion Week, mm-hmm. also New York Fashion Week. He's just been in a whole bunch of different publications. Listen, man, Philly, we we producing. We're putting stuff on the map, yeah. right? Um, and his stuff is just amazing. Yeah, for really sure. dope. Oh, you know what? Recently, it was just on a DJ Diamond Cuts just had it on in a shoot. Um, she was dressed by... Devin Milan. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, fam- family. Family. Do two right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cousin. That's a cousin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, I was like, this shirt is hot. Yeah. yeah. Kind of did it as like a shirt dress. Kind I was of like, thing. yo, we got to get him on the show. Up. I know. So we hit him up. So without further ado, everyone, we have the owner, the creator, Charles J from Urbane. Everybody. What up? What up? What up? What's up, man? What's up? <laughs> What's going on? Good. You all right? You working? I'm good. We just came from a photo shoot, so I'm a little hot. But I'm <laughs> yeah, you're right. The life of a designer, as I said earlier, man. I know, man. right? So you're all around everywhere. Um, you're actually from Jersey, correct? Yes. But now in, now in Philly. Yeah, okay. I mean, I still live in Jersey, okay. but um, I work in Philly, and I'm in Philly 
90% yeah, of the time. Yeah, for sure. So cool. We'll take that. Yeah. We love our tri-state area. What part tri of Jersey? Uh, Sickleville. Okay, Jersey. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what that's at. Yep. We love our tri-state area people. For sure. For sure. Um, but let's talk, let's jump right into it and like talk about you. Um, you actually started out doing some other things before you actually started Urbane. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So you had a company called Black Avenue, um, Avenue Black. Is that correct? Yes. So talk a little bit about your start and how you started out with that. Um, so the the concept for Avenue Black, um, this was in like 2014, 2015. Uh, I wanted to do a digital magazine. Okay. And I wanted to highlight a bunch of artists, stylists, mm -hmm. photographers, like all of the people in the art industry, but just do everything strictly digital. Nice. Um, the whole concept came together because we wanted to just highlight the best of the best in the area. Um, and give them a platform. Uh, I brought some friends on. It ended up not working out um, just because we all had different views on certain things. That and, happens. Yeah. And I mean, when you're working with your friends, it's you're going to clash a little bit for more because sure. it's you have we that know. relationship. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, but um, yeah, so I ended up scratching a uh, digital magazine. And um, when I graduated from college, well, while I was in college, I was so focused on building everybody else's brand, mm. um, helping whether it's a photographer, a stylist, a model, helping them get elevate and get to the next level um so when i graduated from school it was like i always been in the fashion mm -hmm. um, i taught myself how to do graphic design and web design in college awesome. so it was like i can translate that to making a tech pack or making some type of design and coming to a final product mm -hmm. um so after i graduated i ended up getting my llc like two weeks later nice and was like yo let's go it's go time yeah. um i didn't want to do like just screen printed t-shirts mm -hmm. i wanted to really create something from an idea as far as like the fabric the fit like cut and sew yeah without yeah. a doubt and um that was how I wanted to approach everything. So that's exactly how I started. Um, I didn't do anything wholesale. I went straight into cut and sew. Wow. It cost a lot of money because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so I was basically just trial and error for the sure. first two years. Okay. And then I finally got overseas to a manufacturer and started developing like an actual product. Right. So, so I, uh, before we go, like continue on, mm -hmm. like it seemed like you you have a hustler spirit. Like you yeah. kind of knew, you are, let's, here's a vision. How do I go about it? Let me figure it out. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Um, I mean, I had cancer when I was two. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I had a Wilms tumor, so I had my right kidney removed, and I went through chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. I got my treatment right here at CHOP. Wow. Um, so every after I had my treatment, um, I was there for like another three months. So every morning I wake up, I'll play with these building blocks. Mm -hmm. um, I won't segue into like the whole meaning behind the brand, but just that translating to the type of person that I am, mm -hmm. very resilient, very hungry. Um, and if I have an idea or a task that needs to get completed, I'm going to get it done. Wow. Um, regardless of what's going on, whether it's personal things, things at work, whatever, like I'm always going to find a way to get it done. And that's kind of the mentality I had going into the fashion industry with the brand. That's the kind of mentality yeah. you need to have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And you're never going to know everything. So it's like you just got to get in there and get your feet wet. Yeah. Wow. Two is such a young, uh, tender age, of course. Um, and going to go through cancer is something, you know, crazy. Mm -hmm. How much of that journey do you actually remember since you were so young? Um, when you're young you don't necessarily understand anything that's going on right. um but as you get older there's things that trigger those memories or um trigger that mindset that you had when you were younger like uh, being two years old and fighting cancer cancer is a, a mental battle for the mm. most part okay. but as a child you don't know but in retrospect there's things that like trigger like me having conversations with my mom or my dad or me seeing something on a billboard or wow. experiencing something in life brings back those memories of like me playing in that playroom and, mm -hmm. and things like that so it's kind of weird how i remember a lot of things though did it wow. enable you from being able to do things in your childhood that you kind of wanted to do yes so um be with one kidney couldn't play football soccer i wasn't even supposed to be playing basketball like at all mm -hmm. um but 
basketball was something that I grew to love at age, like age of five. Like mm-hmm. I put it, so my, my dad put a basketball in my hand and was like, like this is my thing. Like mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. Ball is life, right? All right. Yeah. <laughs> remember that T-shirt? You yeah. remember those things that everything was like life. It would mm-hmm. be like a big tennis ball or yeah, a basketball. Yeah. Ball is life. <laughs> That's um, it. Yeah. So playing basketball, like I was always. I wouldn't say it was because I had cancer, but I was always undersized. I was always a lot smaller than everybody else. Preaching to the choir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whether it was my weight, my height, like I, I going into my junior year, I grew nine inches that summer. Wow. wow. So that kind of changed things a little bit for me, but I was still 120 pounds. Right. Um, so a lot of the coaches were like, yo, you're too small to play college basketball. Mm. And I ended up walking on at Rutgers Camden, wow. setting a couple of records there, and giving the school the first winning season in school okay, history. Okay, that's dope. So, that's dope. I wasn't ready, but it's okay. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that was like a, a challenge that you had to get over adversity from that. Right. Um, from that point on, like, what kind of challenges did you face, kind of going? Because it sounds like you didn't ultimately just jump into your own brand and jump into your own um, company. So, what kind of challenges is it that you have going into it? that maybe has set you back from being able to do something like that? Um, as far as with the brand, I, I kind of just, when you have a vision and it's a strong vision and you know exactly where you want to go, mm-hmm. um, you have like tunnel vision. And with that tunnel vision, you just don't allow anything to get in your way. Yeah, those right. blinders. Um, yeah, it's blinders. Like you see, the, you see the final product, like I see the final product or I see that idea and it's like I'm not stopping until I get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had to put out a lot of money my first year and things like that. And it's not money that I recoup. Like my company looks like it's flourishing, but we're still in the red because we had to put out so right. much to get to the point of where we at right now. I feel like that's a lot of that's a thing. That's something that a lot of young people may not understand. They see that you're doing, you know, photo shoots or you know, fashion shows or have people wear your stuff. But like, there's a whole process before it even gets to that point, and there's still another right. process before you get to your ultimate goal. Yeah. And like, it's just working hard at it. Yeah. And it's a matter of like my first couple years doing it. I was a creative. It was like, I'm the creative mind. I want to design. If I have an idea, I'm going to bring it to life. Now I'm more so on the business side of it mm-hmm. to where this is this what I want to do the rest of my life. I got to run it like a business. It has it sustained. Um, right? Yeah, without a doubt. And most small businesses fail within the first three, four years because of cash flow. Most people don't know how to put product out, but then still have money for marketing and things right. like that. So, Budgeting. And, yeah, and yeah. those are things that, I mean, even in the African-American community, those are things that we're not taught coming up. For sure. And yep. like things like credit, how important that is now. And like that's things that I'm preaching back when I go to talk to high school kids, like start now. Understand your financials. Yeah, without a sure. doubt. Because that's 90% of the battle. If you can't fund anything you're trying to do, you don't have it. You don't, their idea means nothing. Yeah. What are some of your business, that, business ethics? Like when you're going into like, um, the, I guess like your like your boardrooms and you're talking to different people mm-hmm. like what are the kind of things that you bring to the table that are important as far as your brand is concerned um, brand integrity is huge for me like I stand behind premium quality built with purpose and the reason why I stand behind that is because I want to build the best product possible um, there's way I've been presented with millions of opportunities to take shortcuts mm-hmm. whether it's um, a t-shirt design or using a lesser quality fabric mm-hmm. that could save me two or three dollars per unit mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme of things is that going to diminish the brand or not allow the brand to be everything that I want it to be sure um, using by using the cheaper quality materials or um, doing screen print versus embroidery right. or like small things like that but for me it's like I live through my product mm-hmm. my story is my product my passion everything lives through my product so it's like if I take a shortcut, then I'm just doing that to get a dollar, and it's pers- purpose over paper. That reminds me that. of um, the, the the TV show. You ever see the show um, How to Make It in America? Yeah, that second yeah. season, mm-hmm. and they're talking about it. That that was exactly the, that was exactly. Like literally like what was going on. Mm-hmm. Great show wanna, that yeah. you put me on to. For sure, I love that show. That was really really good. 
Um, let's talk about the brand since we kind of really okay. didn't get into the brand of Urbane. Let's get mm. the story behind it. Um, yeah, so like I was saying about the whole cancer survivor aspect of it, um, the, everything that I've released thus far has a part of the story in it. So whether it's the color blocks, I was talking mm. about the color blocks, uh, playing in the playroom right. every morning, um, the 93 that's on most of the shirts mm. or the clothes, that was the year I was diagnosed with cancer. Um, I had like some other type of symbolism. It's always some type of symbolization. Whether There's a story it's behind everything. Ribbon. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. Sure. Um, I think that like having that um, helps like people relate to the sto- to the brand too. Yeah. They see it like, oh wow, that's dope. Without a doubt. Yeah. And but it has to be a realization with me too. Like at times, I thought the story was really going to be the thing that propelled the brand. Mm-hmm. And at times, people don't they don't give a fuck about your story mm-hmm. until you make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the, that's the sad reality that's of it. Sad reality. And I can, I can preach as much as I want about being a cancer survivor and anything like that. But at the end of the day, if you're not purchasing my product, you're not getting the full experience. Anyway. Correct. So that was a part of the business aspect that I really had to think yeah. about. I like when I shout out to Warren, cause he was the one yeah. that like really like, you know, told us about it. And I remember seeing, I saw those blocks and I was like, I was like, there's gotta be, I, that was kind of what I, got me kind of really interested in it. It was mm-hmm. like, there's gotta be a story behind that. You can't, you're not always just put random, you know, color blocks, right. but like there's gotta be something behind that. I, I think that's dope that there is something behind that. Yeah. And like, even for me, like from a design standpoint, like I'm huge on branding. Mm-hmm. Like branding is like the, the number too. one thing for me when it comes to marketing, like marketing is your promotion is how you get it out there. Preach. But your brand is really what you're going to live through and how people are going to receive whatever you're trying to put out. And it's so funny that you say that because I'm going to just be transparent it took mm-hmm. me a long time to understand my brand yep. like when people were like so what's your brand and i was like well you know it's lauren relive and they're like yeah. no that's uh, your name right. right what's your brand mm-hmm. and it took me a really long time for me to digest what that really meant mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people get that confused exactly so right why how do you kind of like combat that when people are like what your design is versus your brand like, right. like no urbane is this like right. how do you like when you're talking to those students and kids how do you like define that for them um like i was just at winslow township my old high school uh last week mm. and it was about 150 kids we do a uh, workshop a lot of the kids who been through the uh, winslow township who are doing stuff like we have someone on that does like cbs sports and we all come back and like we talk to the kids and do workshops oh that's cool um yeah and it's something that we just have a lot of fun with because it shows the kids like yo we come exactly from where you come from like i didn't grow up in the hood i grew up in the suburbs Mm. but just because i grew up in the suburbs that does not mean i didn't know struggle like i moved in 15 different cribs in less than 10 years so it's like yeah, like just because you don't grow up in a certain area doesn't mean that you don't have your own struggles that you go through. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as the branding aspect of that, like I would ask the kids, like, listen, so what's what's branding? What is it? Right. First thing everybody says, is, oh, it's the logo. <laughs> and that's not necessarily it. Branding right. is more so the emotional attachment or how people feel or how they people receive your brand. Right. Um, the, the logo is just the 5%. Right. 95% like the marketing is, aspect. Yeah, 95% is how they receive the product, mm-hmm. the, um, the down to the visuals, how they perceive it. What it makes them feel. How yeah, feel without like a doubt. And though for me, like I could easily take Urbane and slap it on 50 different t-shirts and move units. Right. But for me, it's like that's me trying to push it onto you rather than art is about perception. Mm-hmm. And when people see the color blocks, it allows them to be like, yo, what is that? What does that mean? Like, what does that they're mean? They're hooked to me? in. Yeah, without a doubt. Like, they're mm-hmm. more in tune versus just seeing a name that's on the front of a shirt. Like, I don't have to put my name on the front of a shirt at this point. I can just put the color blocks and people will know, like, Correct. yo, that's her bang. And right. That's why I liked and, it. Yeah. I was like, that's dope. <laughs> and that's to me, is how branding should be approached. It shouldn't just be so focused on the name. It should be focused on, yo, what is the, the logo or the design and how is it going to make people feel? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, when people buy my product and they put it on and they wear it out, it's always a, yo, I wore this shirt out here and everybody was like, yo, what where did you that? get that? Yeah, yeah. I I, like, I'm trying to tell you the first time I saw the 
it was a polo mm-hmm. with the stripes. Actually, the first time I saw it was actually with, with Dev had it on. Mm-hmm. She was out at a party and she accessorizes everything. Yeah, she up. killed. She killed that. Yeah, yeah. she did. And I was like, where the, did you get? Literally, yeah. I was like, yo, cuz where the fuck did you get this shoe mm-hmm. shirt yeah. from? And she was, was like, it's this designer. And then I saw Diamond Cuts and I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this shit is fire. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it makes people feel a certain way when they see it. Yeah. Like it for sure. That's what I. That's how I gravitated to it. Mm-hmm. And even when it came down to building a brand, like I, when I started from the beginning, I had an idea exactly how I wanted the brand to be, how I wanted to be perceived. Um, granted, with the visuals, I at first they weren't that. My visuals weren't what they Trauner. are now. Right. Um, but I ended up linking with creative like Rue Castro, who is my photographer, who was able to like he came to me and was like, "Yo, you're not shooting your brand the best way possible." Oh. And as a designer, as a creative, when somebody tells you you're not doing something to the full capacity you think, yeah. most people are like, nah, bro, you hating. Like, right. But I actually received You need it, like, that on, that, on yeah, your team. Yeah, you don't need a bunch of yes men around Correct. you. The moment you have yes men around you, you're never going to get outside your comfort zone because right. everything's going to be like, yo, that's cool, that's Nothing's dope. Nothing's challenged. Yeah, you're never being challenged. But with somebody like Rue coming to me like, yo, you're not shooting to the capacity you should be shooting or the clothes don't look as good as they could, I looked at it like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Like, cool let's set up the date let's shoot it and get it done we did the first photo shoot and literally transformed the entire perception of the brand mm-hmm. so um clean yeah chic yeah. like it was like still street but still chic yeah clean definitely. i loved it and yeah. it pushed me to go even from a creative standpoint more into the high fashion realm right. to where it's like i kind of want to elevate now and we could get to yeah. that in just a second like, yeah like let's take a quick break and when we come back i want to talk more fashion i want to talk about how like you know the fashion translates to the culture and just a, your um, you know, perception on a lot of different things. All Definitely. right. Cool. All right. So it's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here. What Ice Radio. We will be right back. We are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here. What Ice Radio. We have Charles J from Urbane here. Uh, Jay's here, too. Hey. We got two J's in here. We got two J's in the building today. So we were just talking about like, yes, men, your team. How important is your team to to your brand and and to Urbane? Um, when listen, it's hard to build a team. I ain't even gonna lie to you. (laughs) Like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I've been in business for four years, and I don't. I have a creative team. Okay. But from a design standpoint, marketing and all that, I don't. I haven't gotten there yet. And maybe it's because financially I'm just not in a position. I want to be able to, mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody doing something, yeah. right. you should be getting paid. So all or the designs right now are just you? Literally, like, every aspect of the design part is just me. Okay. Um, my goal is to build the platform up, get it to a point where I can bring on young designers who are cre- like creatively on a different level. Mm-hmm. But give them the platform and give them the recognition. Because um, you see a lot of stuff, in, even in the fashion industry, like designs getting stolen and people not getting their credit. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is to try and shift that culture. Yeah, um, It's going to be tough. It's going to be a long road for that. But if somebody comes up with a design or an idea and I feel like it's dope, I'd rather bring them on and give them the credit yeah. versus me just taking the idea because okay. my platform is bigger. That's kind of like how Water Rice started. Hector. Yeah. It was like kind of like a platform to help build your portfolio, mm-hmm. but also give you that credit. And if right. you do want to decide to branch off or whatever, cool, you know, yeah. but just having that kind of just that avenue for people who have a, a vision of what they want to do. I think that's important. It's like, it's like not having that crab in the bucket mentality. Yeah. It's like, let's it's help a- each other out. Cause everybody can eat. Yeah, and that's the. It's just it's the mentality of us as people. It's just we're so focused on being better. Mm-hmm. When 
if you collab, not saying people mistake the word collab for free. That's it's two different things. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of words free. nowadays that people yeah. just throw around. Yeah, collab does not mean free. Collab means we're both going to come together, and if we both can't add value, then there needs to be payment. Correct. It just it is what it is. But if there's somebody who like I have a platform and you want to come in and you want to collab and it will elevate both of us, then that's fine. Right. But like I have people that reach out to me all the time, like yo, I want to be a model for your brand, and um, my response comes off arrogant it's sometimes like cool. it's like cool like oh you want to be a model okay send me more your portfolio or i'll ask them oh they want to be a brand ambassador okay how can you add value to my brand right but the moment you ask somebody that question they internalize it like what are you trying you to say like who do you think you are and i'm yeah. the first like i'm the furthest thing from hollywood like i don't but it's kind of like who are you right it, it, <laughs> it kind of is sense, though like. but i don't come off that way i more so come off like how can you add value sure that was something that even when i was in college like kids now are complaining about doing free internships oh like we were literally having this conversation like the last two Yo, and a half weeks we've been Crazy. talking about this for the Crazy. past <laughs> month nobody wants to work like yeah. everyone feels like well i i always like it's always like people People like to say, oh, you got to know your worth. And like, I get that, and that's cool. But for me, it's like, you got to show your worth. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> like, like how, why do, am I going to bring you, you on? You got to do something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about that. Like, have you been experiencing that, that people don't want to come on without it being a dollar sign behind it? Especially, like, people who want – for me, it's like if you want to – you're not really in this industry, mm-hmm. and you want to get your feet wet in this industry, right. but you still think that instead of getting that experience, you should be kind of, like, paid for it. Right. Like, for me – that's the arrogance in that to me. Mm-hmm. Entitlement. Just, yeah. the entitle- it's the it's false just, false sense of entitlement. Sure. Well, because um. I feel like we live in a world of false expectations, number one. Exactly. And number two, um, instant gratification. Yes. Exactly. Microwave <laughs> My, society. Right. Definitely. Like, I have, for instance, videographer right here. Okay. We linked up last week for the first time. And video he shot, crazy. And he was like, yo, I want to start developing some of your content with you so we're like hand in hand now working together right. and it's like he's trying to elevate him working with my brand could elevate him because sure. i have a platform like right. i have a decent platform like my platform is not all the way yeah, up. your portfolio's gotta start somewhere yeah, but start like somewhere. yeah and like we're starting to work and build and like that's something that's cool and then when maybe by him shooting that one video for me he's gonna go get three or four gigs Absolutely. and i've dealt with other videographers who have worked with my brand one time and then have gotten paid gigs mm-hmm. just from working with my brand but then they'll skate on me. Wow. Like, you work with me once or twice, you start getting paid gigs, and, like, you skate on me, right. like, not returning my text messages and not right. returning my calls. And for me, it's just, like, I'm not the type of person that's going to be like, yo, you wouldn't be where you are without right. me. I'm not like that. Right. But it's, like, rec- it's like acknowledging, right. like, yo, right. like, yo, I'm helping, like, I helped you out. When yeah, you without a doubt. to the table, then, because I always say I age in myself when I say this, but I feel like at some point there became a disconnect from the – you're, you're not that young. You're, you're still, you're what, mid-20? Yeah, mid-20. I'm 27. Mid 27. So. Okay, so mm-hmm. fine. Like, where did the disconnect come from from the days of, like, remember I want to work for Diddy or, like, when he exactly. did an internship mm-hmm. space to, now I don't have to do nothing for you for right. free. Like, no, are you getting me lunch kind of thing? Right. Like, yeah. I work here, so are you getting me lunch? Like, what do you think would happen with that generational gap? Um, I can't even put a pinpoint or time frame on when it happened. I know me, when I was in college, I did four internships before mm-hmm. I even got a paid gig. Mm-hmm. I was working at, I was doing graphic design for a paint shop. Mm-hmm. And then I went, I started doing some work for the city of Philadelphia, but I went in there for two months, busted my ass for two months, mm-hmm. and they gave me a contracted gig. And that's what people don't understand is people are so like, yo, I'm not, no, I'm not doing no work for free. Sometimes free work is the best work. 
and people just look at it like no well if you're not going to pay me what i feel i deserve then bro but you you haven't even started half of your process yet mm. you you just getting started you just right. getting your feet wet right you gotta put your time in right. like people, show your words gary v put your ten thousand hours in yeah that's and that's how you got to look at it. like me even with designing like I don't think I'm the greatest designer ever. I know I'm grateful for what I, the vision that I have, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sit here and compare myself to a Virgil who's been in the game for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. But am I aspiring to be that great? Yes. Am I willing to put my 10 years in before my brand takes off? Yes. I'm cool with waiting 10 years before my brand takes and, off. I mean, you speaking of Virgil, it wasn't what until a couple of years ago where he really started right. catchy, right. and he's already been in the game for, like you said, 20, Without 30 a doubt. years. Like, yeah. You got to get to that point. Yeah, and people just don't, people, microwave generation, they want to put their two, three years in and be like, boom, I'm going to have that yacht, I'm going to have a mansion, I'm going to have a jet, I'm going to have right. all that. Bro, it's 1% that's like that. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah, something yeah. like, was like J.K. Rowling, didn't, she didn't get Harry Potter published until she was in her 45. 30s or no, something. Yeah. Like, like 40s. All right, in yeah. her 40s, right. Vera Wang didn't do her first wedding dress until she was 45. She like, was like 18, 18 years at, at Vogue. Yeah, right. right. Like, <laughs> like put wild. your time in. And I, I always tell people, listen, if you're going to go get a job, get something that's going to be beneficial to your future. Like for me right now, I'm a store manager at Aldo Shoe Store. Okay. The reason why I wanted to be a store manager is because I wanted to know how to run a business physically on a storefront, but getting paid on somebody right. else's dollar to correct do amen yeah, and that's you're using you're yeah. using that you're using it yeah, yeah exactly and then now when it comes to me opening a store i know how to do payroll i know how to manage people Budgets. i know how to elevate my team mm-hmm. um i know how to build a strong bench which means that if i want to open up another store i can right get that manager over there too it's just yeah. like people just want everything right now and it's just even with brands like you'll see brands take off uh by just getting it on one famous person you get it. You get something on Meek Mill right now. It's gonna blow up. Right. The question is, where are you gonna be at two, three, four years from now? Right. Did you take time to build a brand, or right. is it they are they solely? Is your customer solely influenced by the influencer? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's are you equipped to handle that? After, exactly. That after are you the fact, are you right? able to scale after at Meek that is point? Not wearing it anymore. Right. Then what? Then, then what? What's next? Oh, you got to get Uzi in it. Okay. So then you're relying solely on your influencers because you did not take time to build the brand. Right. And when you don't have any more influencers left. You're not moving no more units. Because there's always going to be a new designer coming in, a yep. new And then know, as soon new as a wave. new designer that's maybe designing something that's a little bit different than what you're designing and people gravitate towards that, there's no brand loyalty from your customer. Correct. So how do you continue to elevate your brand and elevate your design? Um, with me, uh, last year I decided to segment my brand. So I have two segments now. I have TSC, which is The Story Continues. Um, that's basically the younger version of me but right after I've defeated cancer. Okay. The colors are a little bit louder. It's a little bit more athleisure. Um, basic stuff like basic tees and like some mm-hmm. of the shorts and stuff like that. More so like tailored to a lower end market yeah. as far as price point, price point okay. um and then i have my luxury line which is unbreakable which is more so like the high fashion cut and sew well everything's cut oh, and sew. everything is i do oh, everything wow. cut and so i do wow not do that's any, awesome i do not do anything wholesale wow that's um, awesome but even with the luxury line it's more so focused on heavyweight fabrics um mm-hmm. more of like a y3 kind of like vibe yeah. where it's very very high fashion super functional that's going to be the aspect of the brand that's going to go more into the tech wear uh, tech wear aspect over the years because I'm actually starting to work now to try and get ready for that whole nice. movement of tech wear. Yeah, that's a, when you say tech wear, what does that mean? It can, tech wear can be anything from like I, I know you guys are familiar with the uh, Nipsey's clothes as far as like mm-hmm. with the app, how you can put the phone up and it'll play a video and and things like that. That's part of the tech wear like realm that's going to be coming up Mm -hmm. soon. And it's 
Nike, Nike does that with like, like that. jerseys. Yeah. When you buy jerseys, you like the NBA is doing uh, basketball jerseys that now you can change the numbers on the back. Correct. Oh, you um, can. Okay. Like yeah. So and it's done with an app on the phone. Like mm-hmm. it's it's about to get crazy as far okay. as with the fashion industry with mm-hmm. tech wear, and that's just where the industry is going. So as a designer, I'm trying to prepare myself for that. Keep up with the way. How do you keep right. yourself educated with this type of stuff that's going um, on? I just follow. I focus on the business aspect of fashion, and I don't follow necessarily the fashion aspect of fashion if that makes sense i don't care what's trending i don't care like everybody's wearing neon i don't i don't give a fuck about neon Mm. like i I, they put out a pantone color report every six months Mm -hmm. so the average person could go type in pantone color report fall winter 19 you will see every single color that will be trending for that season right now right um even before like anything drops with any type of designers or anything is that the same thing with like patterns and things of that nature yes so anything that's going to be trending for that season like i could do it now so like there's a color there's gonna be like a burnt like a burnt orange color that's going to be trending for next fall Mm -hmm. i could literally do a whole line of just burnt orange and blend in with everybody else it's it's like like fashion every 20 years it comes back like this neon thing ain't new it was in the 90s like late early 80s early 90s so like it's, it's just one of those patterns too Mm -hmm. so basically is that how you set yourself aside from everyone else with not going with what's trending or basically just saying what's true to you yeah um and there's the the downfalls of that too Mm -hmm. because people want what other people are wearing or what's trending and i'm not a trend guy i don't care about a trend i'll literally throw something on that i've had for three or four years and my thing is i always want to create pieces that are timeless regardless of when it drops yeah Yeah. like i have a suede byron jacket that i dropped three years ago that if i dropped it next fall Mm -hmm. it will still be pop in fashion and popping um yeah cool so let's go take another quick break when we come back i have more questions um and we have a little game we like to play with our (laughs) guests why does everybody say that they're like oh god what's about to happen it's it's lighthearted it's It's light you'll be fine all right everyone it's your girl lauren ray right here what are ice radio we have charles J in the building urbane Jada Gentleman is here as well. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Ree from the Lauren Ree Live Show. And it's your boy, Jada Gentleman. What up? And we're here to talk to you guys about Water Ice Radio. That's right. We got a lot of great shows for you. A little bit of something for everybody. We got music. We got some culture. Yep. And then we got some movers and shakers. And everything in between. Right. So what everyone should do right now is subscribe to Water Ice Radio on all major streaming platforms. You're welcome in advance. Yes, everybody. That's pretty much it. Peace. Bye. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. Bring them out. It's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. And we're back, we're back, we're back. Lauren Reed live on Water Ice Radio. Lauren hey. Reed's here. I'm Jay the Gentleman. We have our special guest from Urban Clothing. We got Charles J. Yes. You still good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm you're over here dropping gems. Very, you're very insightful. 27, you have, you, you, thank you. I see your vision, and I, I appreciate that. You're working hard. That's what's up. Thank you. So we said earlier in the intro, um, we've seen your clothing on some celebrities, but one in which was Swiss Beats. So I would love to hear the background story of how that came about. Like, how did you actually get Swiss Beats to wear this shirt? Uh, so, um, I mean, this is probably about a year and a half ago. Um, I ended up just DMing, DMing him. Mm-hmm. And you know these artists. They get a million DMs a day. Right. It's rare that they'll read one. Mm-hmm. Um, I sent him an article that I had got published in um, philly.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it just talked about the Kansas Survivor story behind the brand, how I played basketball at Rutgers. 
um, and how I have a clothing brand. Mm -hmm. um, so I sent that over to him. I was like, listen, man, I know you get a million DMs. You get a chance. Just check out the article. Mm -hmm. Checked out the article. And he's one of them dudes that he's not going to write like a full paragraph. He's one of them dudes that's just going to recognize you. Mm -hmm. and he's like, yo, this is really dope. Like, keep going. That was the message. Um, so... Fast forward to well, last, just to say, just yeah. to get that back. Oh, without it, for him yeah. to even read it, <laughs> right. I was just like, "Yo, that's." But like, you you had a different angle. You were like, yeah. "Just check this article out." It right. wasn't like, "Yo, I want you to wear my." Like, it was yeah. like, "Yo, just check this out." Then right. cool, that's it. Um, I like that. Yeah, and so last year, um, I had went seven months with no product. Mm -hmm. um, I had issues with my manufacturer. They delayed my product production for seven months. Preaching to um, the choir. So it was about five or six thousand dollars wrapped up in China. That wow. I did not, I didn't have the money because I, I, put, I put the money out. I didn't have the product for seven months. Wow. So I was non-existent for seven months because I had no capital. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was, it was I'm going to put a post-it note on that. I just mm -hmm. want to know what that seven months was like for you. But It was hell. Um, <laughs> like I was in, I was depressed. Um, I isolated myself from everyone, my family. I took it out on people. I was just frustrated with life. And I honestly just thought about quitting. I was like, yo, wow. this is it. Like I, I can't mentally take this. Right. Um, but I was like, I had hit a gear. Um, this is probably like June, July. They kept pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. I hit a gear in like June, July. I was like, you know what? I got to figure out something different. Mm -hmm. I ended up working like another job, grabbing some extra bread, and I found a new manufacturer. Mm -hmm. um, I started developing the products like that rugby that's there, mm -hmm. um, the other, other items that are actually a better quality product now, and the manufacturer I have now is better than the previous one. Nice. So everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. The product ended up coming in October, but then I had to put in the, out the money for that order with the new stuff, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that was about $8,000. So wow. I had to put that out. Then with Trump's tariffs and taxes, I had to put out an extra fifteen hundred just Damn. to get my product out of customs. Sheesh. And yeah. So that so was, that's a piece that people don't even know about that comes along right. with so that. Right. So you're that 10, ten five. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm already in. Like I, that's and that I had literally emptied my bank account. I had no money left in my account. Wow. The next week, um, I sent a message to Swiss because I had I had did the photo shoot. Um, and then like literally no bread, my credit cards maxed out for the most part. I had like two or $300 left on my credit cards. Whatever. Wow. So, um, I ended up sending a, a DM to Swiss and it was like, yo, this is the new products. I want to get something to you. Let me know how I can get it to you. Right. Whatever it takes. Like I'll get it to you. If I got to drive to New York and bring it to you, mm. I'll do that. That's fine. He was like, he sent me back the invite to Art Basel. The, wow. The in no, Miami. Right. Mm. So the no commission events. Um, I'm a store manager in retail. Art Basel's in December. <laughs> I can't take me taking a day off or two. I know two, three all days about off. that. Yes, we do. Yeah, like that's yeah. not that's not that's realistic. high season. Yeah. yeah, I can't do that. I it, I sent a message to my DM, email my DM was like, yo, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I have to go, and I know it's peak season. I know it's blackout. If I can't go, I will have to put my two weeks in right sure. now. Sure. Right. Um, and she was responsive enough to be like, no, I understand. You got to do what you got to do. Um, and when can you come back? I was like, yo, I'll fly out Thursday. I'll be back Saturday morning at work by ten o'clock. Um, so I ended up, um, my girlfriend actually ended up booking the flight in the uh, hotel. Wow. She was like, yo, you got to go. Um, Hell and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So She's a keeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up going down there, um, flew down. The first event was at 2 o'clock. So we went to, it was like a panel discussion. The um, uh, photographer that shot Beyonce's cover for Vogue, um, the young kid, he was only like 19. Yeah. He was on the panel. Oh, that's years. right. Yeah, remember, so the panel yeah. was like really, really dope. Um, so I'm at the panel discussion. It's like two or three hours. Uh, it's the end of the event. Swiss is walking out. 
I just ended up catching him on the way out, like, yo, thank you for the opportunity for me to come down here. Like, mm. I didn't pass him the shirt then or nothing. I was like, yo, thank you for the opportunity. He was like, yo, whatever. It's no problem, King. Like, I appreciate you coming. Mm. Um, so that night, it was a concert. Like, Manny Fresh had a set, DJ Black Coffee, like, a lot of big DJs. You had there. me at Manny Fresh. Right. <laughs> so I'm standing. I'm, I literally went in there with a plastic bag and two shirts in it. Mm. I'm walking around looking dumb as hell with it's, a plastic bag. It was a Walmart bag. Like, like I said, thank you. Yeah, like, it was a Walmart bag with a pla- with two shirts in it. Wow. I'm standing at the front of the concert the entire night. It was about three and a half hours standing there the entire time he goes to give the closing remarks and i just hang the shirt over top of the railing and he was like he told his security guard like yo grab grab that wow so the security guard came over grabbed it he shouted me out on the mic was like yo thank you king i appreciate it um and then that was it the next day i come to the painting sip it was at like one or two o'clock i'm in the painting sip and he walks in with the shirt on wow and that alone was like (laughs) yo that alone was the craziest experience because Prior to this, like, I'm not the most church-going person. Uh-huh. And there's things that, like, I was one of those people that, yo, all y'all going out, taking these leaps of faith, like, I, I can't do it. Like, I'm not I'm mm. not there yet. You're more stru- structured. Right. Like, I'm, I'm a Virgo, so everything's analytical with me. <laughs> okay, um, I got so you. that was the first time I did it. First time I really took a leap of faith, like yo, I, I got it. It's got to happen, and you I'm just gonna work. go. You didn't right. have no money. Yeah, like, it's just like yo, we just I just got to make it happen. happen, and it did, and that kind of transformed my whole thought process. So by seeing him come in with the shirt on, and knowing the type of person he is and the influence that he has, he's not he gonna just wear it, just yeah, wear it. He's not gonna wear something just because you give it to him. Right. He's gonna have to genuinely connect with that product, and from a quality level, it has Correct. to be at a standard. Right. Dudes getting packages from Balenciaga, Gucci, Burberry, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. his son, no, no Mercado is doing stuff with um. Louis Vuitton and Off White. He was on the Off White show. Like so, yeah. he's around that. So for him to even wear the shirt at that point, it's like, yo, I I, I got something. Mm-hmm. And he that's came, amazing. Yeah, like he just came with the shirt on. Like one of my boys, Richie King, is a photographer. I didn't even know he was down at Art Basel. He ended up getting a whole video of him in the shirt. Of him like walking in with the shirt. My reaction, everything. Whoa! Like, yo, it was, it, was it all aligned itself. Yeah, like everything was perfect, <laughs> and it just showed me like, yo, I gotta really trust in God and really put my faith in Him that. Regardless of what's going on in my life, if I take that step out on faith, he got me. But but you also put the work in. You, yeah. you took those chances. Yeah. You didn't just say, oh, I, I, this is going to happen and just wait. Right. Like right. You actually went out there yeah. and did it. And like you that's gotta, the other half. The other part of it, too, is being prepared for the moment. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that want the mm-hmm. moment, but Damn. if you're not prepared for it, the Ooh. moment's going to go to waste. That's mm-hmm. a word. Yeah. And like even for me, like even with designing clothes, like I'm strategic with how I move. So if I start going into wholesale and trying to get in boutiques, my manufacturer can produce 100,000 units a month. Right. If I go to Urban Outfitters and they put an order in mm. for 10,000 hoodies or 10,000 sweatshirts, I'm ready to go. Mm. Yeah. Granted, is that I'm saying that's going to happen tomorrow? No. But if it does happen, I'm sca- I'm scalable. I'm mm-hmm. ready to scale. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the disconnect with a lot of people is they don't think on that mindset. They think so far and right now. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking three, four years from now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be on that scale to um, have your stuff in something like a big market like Urban Outfitters? Um, I would do, I'm, my brand's exclusive. Regardless of the price point, whether it's the low end part or the high end part, everything's exclusive. I don't, mm-hmm. it challenges me to continue to keep designing. So if I only release 50 of this shirt, mm-hmm. I got to keep designing and come up with more ideas and concepts. Okay. And it just pushes me And dealing with a luxury line and having an athleisure line. Mm-hmm. I have to be able to design two completely different aesthetics for two completely different customers. Right. That means I have to understand my demographic. I understand, have to understand what they're looking for. I have to understand things that are going on in the fashion industry from two completely different perspectives. Right. But that constantly keeps me outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that's where I thrive. 
um even with the tank top that i have on now like most people look at breakaway pants and they have like the breakaway buttons on the side uh -huh. but who decided to put it on a shirt mm -hmm. for me it was like yo i'll take a concept that's really fire and i'll make it my own mm -hmm. as a designer that's what you should be doing like i, I see things that are trendy and dope and i could easily duplicate Hop them. On that wave yeah but it's like i'd rather be an innovator and what an innovator is you take something that is already done mm. and you take it to the next level yeah, you freak you it out it. yeah you do it yeah. something completely off the wall like even that rugby shirt there's so many people that tell me like yo i've never seen nothing like this right and it's like because who's going to digitally print on a 300 gsm which is the weight of the fabric right because the manufacturer told me i couldn't even do that with that product they were like we can't digitally print uh, 693s consecutively on the back on top of each other wow. we can't do it I was like, no, you can't. <laughs> you just well, haven't thought made, about right? it yet. Yeah, so like, what made you get them to do it? I literally just, I, my, when my mind's set on something, I have an idea. When it's down digitally, it's going to come to life exactly how I want it to. I got you. And if it doesn't, I'm going to find somebody that can do it. So they were pushing back with me like, no, we can't do it. We can't do it. I'm like, no, just try it. Just do it. They printed it. They was like, oh, well, the stripes um, are black, so you're not going to see the full 93. I was like, cool. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give this delayed effect mm -hmm. on the back of the shirt, like a 3D effect. Yeah. Mm. And the shirt came out like that. But they gave me pushback. But I'm going to push them to get outside their comfort zone. Correct. And they begin to appreciate me more. Right. Because they're seeing like, okay, th these are things that we can start testing out with other customers. Wow. You build that relationship yeah. and they, they yeah. see that you know what you're talking Without about. Without a doubt. Yeah. And they're like, all right, let's work more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you see your own store? Um, Yes. So I've been looking um, at some things and financially trying to get myself right to be able to open up shop. But... Um, with the passing of Nipsey, a lot of things are now in a different perspective for me. Really? Um, because I could easily open up shop somewhere else. My customer not necessarily. My customer's not necessarily in Philly right now. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds a little bit crazy, but most of my customers are in New York, um, in different markets that aren't here. That makes um, sense. Yeah, I mean, because you gotta think when you start something, you think the people around you are gonna be the first ones to support it, and it's not. It's not them. It's we, never them. Why yeah. are we just having yeah. this we, conversation? Yo, always, we really had these conversations, yeah. Yeah. and it's never them. Like this kids that I grew up with from high school, and I knew them since we were four or five years old. They have not bought one item yet. I used to get upset, like, yo, why are y'all not supporting me? Why are y'all not like? Why I gotta beg y'all to, to to buy something? And, like, but then I had to get in perspective, like, yo, maybe they're just not my customer, right? Yeah. And once I realized that, it was just like. Somebody right. else is. Yeah, somebody else is my customer. And it, those are the reasons why I continue to test the market and I don't over oversaturate my own market mm -hmm. with product. I've only been designing for four years and only released like 23 products. Mm -hmm. Most people are doing 23 products in a year. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, yo, no, I'm going to test the market to see what is going to hit. And then like that rugby shirt, I can come with three or four different colorways that's now. That's, that's something that it could be, it's going to be hot like oh, yeah. forever. That's yeah. timeless. Exactly. Yeah. Like people, first of all, rugby is just one of those things that people just like. Right. The 90s, the polo mm -hmm. rugbies, all that. Right. So like, but so when you, when you freak it out and make mm -hmm. it look even, you know, five years ahead of its time, then you're already, yeah, yeah that's always going to be Definitely. dope. Definitely. Yeah. That's always, that you should always have that. Like yeah, just letting yeah, you know. Definitely. You should always have that. Yeah, that's but then even, high. it's even like taking that product and, okay, so how can I take that product and elevate it, mm -hmm. right? So in the fall, I'm going to drop a hoodie set. This black and white striped hoodie set. It's going to have a 93 on the back, mm -hmm. the hood, all that. Like I'm going to take that product, but I'm going to turn it into something mm -hmm. a little bit different, but still offer that. And who doesn't love a hoodie? Right. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I'm upset that it's no longer Hoodie City. Right. Me too. I love, I love Hoodie right. Season. For, for sure. sure. Um, I'm going to take another break. Come back. We're going to play our game and then we'll wrap everything up. Sounds good. All right, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here. What Ice Radio. We'll be right back. Four, three, two, 
We are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed. What Ice Radio, the Lauren Reed Live Show. And right now we have Charles J of Urbane Clothing here. And we have pulled out the will, everybody. Yes. We still haven't named the will. I think that's the name, the will. The will of death. I don't know. <laughs> do I'm like, not death. It's, it's all right. It's them, good. Them colors look a little familiar. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it we, helps. It works out. We definitely did not plan that. We, <laughs> we would like to say credit for that, but right. we won't. So basically how the game works, Charles, is that we all will take a spin, at least two. Um, And then we just answer the questions that are on here. It's real simple. Pretty simple, pretty Pretty easy. Pretty simple stuff. So guest always goes first. Yeah, so spin it. Nice, Just a simple little spin. Let me see if I break this thing. (laughs) Please don't. We don't have a big budget. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see as it begins begins to turn backwards. And... And we're going to stop it. All right. So do you prefer going to a concert? Like... Or festivals. Like indoor or like an MIA kind of feel. Roots picnic kind of feel. Would I be wrong if I said I'm not really a fan of either? No. no. Explain. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like the, I've, I've been to a couple concerts and I just like stuff that's, if it's smaller and more intimate, that's what I'm into. Sure. Okay. I don't like going to like big scale things. Mm-hmm. I like going, to like I went to a John Legend and Ryan Leslie concert and it wasn't at a big venue. Okay. And I feel like I was able to capture more of the experience than it being like around a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Like, I don't like being around a whole bunch of people I, like that. I, the so funny as you said, Ryan Leslie, one of my favorite concerts that I w- went to was El Varner and mm. Ryan Leslie at the TLA. Mm. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, standing room only. I don't want to have to do this, whatever, because mm-hmm. I'm so used to going to like concerts at stadiums and right. stuff like that. But it was a, such a great experience. And where is Ryan Leslie? Yeah. I need him back. He still does stuff here and there. I was having this conversation the other day. But, yeah, he's, he's doing a lot of stuff in the tech industry right, right now. Dope. Yep. I'm next or you're next? I'm okay with that. Oh, uh, you're next. Okay. Oh, well, answer the question. Festival Oh, um, I prefer, like, the intimate stuff. Like, I saw Rafael Sadiq one time at um, Ur- uh, World Cafe Live. Right. And that was dope. Um, for me, though, it also depends on the music, too. Right. Um, like, if I were into EDM, I would see myself at a festival. Right. Like, I get it. But for me personally, I prefer concerts. Yeah. Prefer seating if I could afford the VIP. There's too many festivals that just randomly popping up now. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna say both because it depends on again like the mm-hmm. artist for me and also my age is taking a, mm-hmm. a factor mm-hmm. in this. Um, that definitely had a big yeah for sure. So festivals. I'm like uh, pre pre 30s festival. Okay. Yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 30s now. I'm just kind of like I need to be able to sit down somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to be able to be cool. Yeah. Um, but as for some reason, I still have Coachella on my list of things that I that I want to. I still want to go to Glastonbury. I want to go to Glastonbury in UK. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, you I'm up. Go next. Yep. No whammy. It's right there. Which one? The uh, Golden State or the Raptors? So Golden State in seven or Raptors in six? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say. Golden State. Golden State. Yeah, I'm not. Let me, I want to clear this up with people. People think I'm a Golden State like. You're a Steph Curry fan. I'm a Steph Curry fan. And or, or are you an Aisha Curry fan? Both. Both. I'm their okay. family unit fan. I like their <laughs> okay. family unit. And I They're have dynamic. A while. They're dynamic. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, but in this particular series, I'm going to definitely say Golden State in seven. So that means that the Raptors are going to win. Yeah, it's going to be a good. It's going to be. It's going to be a good series. I'll go with that. You? Just because of the chance. I'm a hater. I'm going with the Raptors. You're going with the Raptors? I want the Raptors to win. Okay. I'm an underdog. I'm a I've always been an underdog person, but just I'm, I'm a type of person also, too. It's like you got to beat the champs to be the champs, yeah. and nobody's been able to beat them, so I'm just going to go with the Golden State. I'm going to go with that. But I hope the Raptors win. Cool. Yeah. You want me to swim for Yes, you? please. All right. 
No whammies. No, no, I actually don't like him right now, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, Fresh Prince of Fan Matters. That's the name of the Fresh Prince. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fresh Prince was hilarious. They both were funny. Yeah, but Fresh Prince was dope because they had he had like rapper rappers come on. Oh, he did have a he lot had a dope of great style. Like, he had a very um, like the original on Viv was the shit. Like <laughs> the Uncle he Phil, wasn't messing rest with in peace, Uncle Phil. The second yeah. one, I don't remember. Nah, nah. <laughs> And then yeah, Tatiana Lee, she came into her own. You know what I mean? That's Carl, true. Yeah, Carlton. I yeah. Okay. Fresh Prince was dope. Nice. Uh, Jazzy Jeff too. You know what I mean? Um, it's hard for me because I don't know. TGI Friday was like a big deal for me. Like for some reason, like I was, I, it was an experience around. Yeah, it. you did. Like I was home. It was like with my siblings. We were at my grandparents' house. Like mm -hmm. we all, like they even like my grandparents even like Family Matters. Like they thought the show was like mm -hmm. funny. Like they liked Urkel, whatever. Family like Matters, I get it. So I kind, it was kind of like an experience for me. Um, but I, I couldn't appreciate Fresh Prince until I got a little bit older. Like, Interesting. Um, you know, just like the the content of the stuff that was going on, especially like when they moved into him, them being in college and stuff right. like that. I got to appreciate it more. Yeah. I mean, I'll just real quick before you go. Also, like I even like, like it even more now because of the Quincy Jones story, like the oh, Will Smith told the story, how he got it. I love it. Yeah. Like, but I, you put up a good point, bringing back all the special appearances, yeah. like in all these people before they were like huge, yeah, like, like heavy Queen D. Latifah, yeah. Tyra uh, Banks, Tyra was, Banks was his girl. I was yeah. his, like, Homegirl, girlfriend, Nia Long, Nia Long. Babu. of course, like people had like yeah, Don Cheeto on there, mm -hmm. like really? as a guest, like he, had, he was on a guest star. Yeah. Oh, D.L. Hughley was on D. there Hughley, too. Yeah. Was one of his boys. He had a lot, he he had a lot, lot of people. people. Okay, yeah. it was kind of like Martin, like he would bring people on. Yeah, I'm going Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Okay, yeah. I'm good. With Carlton that. swag is crazy. <laughs> right, I the used polo. To be, the I used polo to be beans. that guy in college, like blazers, bow ties, mm -hmm. cardigans, sweaters, all that. That was me. Yeah. I get that. Do you have anybody that like you know kind of inspires you when you kind of are doing your designs? Um, I'm gonna say a name that nobody really talks about. Okay, Fonsworth Bentley. Oh, yeah, I can see that. He just didn't care, and it was just a matter of like he would wear colors or patterns, mix patterns. He'll do polka dot stripes, whatever. He didn't care. Mm -hmm. All and it was just yeah, it was just the confidence that he did and wore whatever he wanted to wear and didn't care what anybody else thought. Yeah, he had that whole dandy aesthetic. Yeah. Before and then like, he really could even switch off. it up and wear, like you see him wearing like suit pants and sneakers now. Mm -hmm. Like it's, he still got it regardless. He's been quiet lately. Yeah, he's been Real, low. He's been really quiet. He was like in the, mm -hmm. that, that kind of same mind frame of like Andre Benjamin, uh, yeah. Andre 3000. Yeah, definitely. Like just kind of just whatever yeah, he felt he like Yeah, out there and he'll wear something loud and he doesn't care what nobody thinks. Confidence, And it's man. so funny when he was like, like really out people kind of like gave him flack too because like he was diddy's like i guess mm -hmm. yes man yeah assistant thing, or whatever assistant mm -hmm. or whatever but he he was a brand like he was he, like yep. he was his own he brand. freaked it like he was like Com all right completely like y'all can think what y'all want yeah i'm gonna but hold and, this umbrella and dance uh -huh. with it yeah, and, yeah. you know what i mean like people kind of like oh there go fine for friendly whatever like you and you were looking to see what he had on right because you sure. have yes men around you who nobody knows who they are right everybody knew who finds where bentley was absolutely I like and it. that's why he's able to stay low right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From a designer standpoint, Jeremy Scott. Like that's okay. Okay. That's who I want to be. Yeah, like, he's dope. Jeremy if you Scott. could um, design for anyone, is anyone in particular? Uh, you mean like brand or um, like a celebrity? Uh, celebrity, dead or dead or alive, that you would like to possibly see in your stuff? Um, celebrity in my stuff. That's a tough question. Um. I mean, Swizz was in it. 
Spanish and everybody say we look alike. So <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of like, I don't know, that was just a stable point for me. I don't really think that far as far as like, who can I get into it? Okay. I look at it more so like who can feel the vibe of the brand and live through it. Gotcha. Who, who would be like someone like if you did happen to see them and mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, shit. I didn't expect that. Right now, I mean, if it's like this generation, like right now that we're in, mm-hmm. um, ASAP Rocky. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. I would want an ASAP just because he not wearing no bullshit. Right. And if he wearing something, it's, it's going to be something that's crazy or off the wall. Yeah. And I feel like I got a couple pieces that he could freak right yeah, now, especially yeah. that cloak. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. so you said something about um, Nipsey. Um you said because of the change as since what happened, it kind of like changed your mindset. Yeah. Can you kind of speak a little bit to to that, like how that whole incident changed it for you? Um, just seeing him not stray away from where he was. Mm-hmm. It's so many people that get on and migrate to other places and start to build there. Gotcha. Um, I'm really like even just being at the high school last week, like last week, I, I really got to be in there with the kids hands on mm-hmm. and really see the impact. Like, they were looking at me like I was Michael Kors. Like that was an amazing feeling walking in there somewhere at home and people are like, yo, we, we love you for this. You inspire us. Right. So my goal is to open up shop where I live mm-hmm. um, and build a hub for the high school students so that I can teach them how to manage a business at seven, 16, 17. I can get them to start creating content, but then also get them college credit because I do have an LLC. And it's just mm-hmm. I want to fund that back into my own community. Nice. I don't want to jump somewhere else and start to do that for somebody else when it's kids that are in my area who. I can make the difference to whether they decide to do something that they love or they just gonna get stuck in the system kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, um, you finished college. Yes. Do you think it's a necessity for someone to be successful in, in this particular industry? No. Okay. Um, only reason I really went to college was because I wanted to play basketball. That was like ball is life. Like that my mind was yeah. saying, like, yo, I wanna go to the league or I wanna go overseas. I'm but trying to hoop. Yeah, but once I got there, like I was playing division three basketball, it's no scholarships. Like mm-hmm. I'm paying to play. Right. right. So I was working a full time job, taking six classes and playing basketball. Right. Gotcha. Basketball in college is a full time commitment. Like you got workout six AM, then you t- watching film, you film go to class. Meetings. Like and then I'm working in between that. So for me it was just like if I wasn't playing basketball, I probably would have just took a step back and focused on the creative aspect of something that I wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um so do I say you got to go to college right now? No, but you still need to have a plan. But when you're talking to those kids in high school, I'm the- very transparent with them. Okay, and I, I don't think that's tell what them, they need. I'm not going to sell you a drink. Like I'm not going to tell you to go fifty thousand, forty thousand dollars in debt, right? If you don't know what you want to do. Like my little sister was at Rowan for a semester, and she was like, "Yo, I don't know what I want to do." And I'm like, "Take a semester off or take a year off." Right. Like, it, wish somebody would have told me that. Yeah, like <laughs> people look at it like, yo, I gotta go high school. I gotta do my four years in that's college. That's the whole systematic then, thing, though. Yeah, like, and that's the thing that's that's, yeah, institutionalized. that's put into our brains. But mm. man, it's kids now, sixteen years old, with a million subscribers on YouTube. If you really have a plan or you know what you want to pursue, you don't have to go to school. Right. Just get under somebody who's already doing what you do. Dope. All right. So quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap this thing up with Charles J from Urban Clove. Uh, it's your girl Lauren Reed right here. What I Radio. Three, two. We are back, everybody, and this is my least favorite part of the show. Yeah, the wrap up. Yes, it was yes. a great, 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 great interview. interview. Yes. Thank Absolutely, thank you for coming by. Great Charles. conversation. Yes, yeah, um, I'm just inspired by the fact that you kind of like got it all down. You got it, the business aspect part of it. It's the vision, every day. vision, for sure. Yeah, you know, a lot of people do think, like you said in the beginning, they can just throw something up on a t-shirt and just like you know. 
I'm a designer. I'm a designer now, <laughs> right? Um, but just your mindset around it is really, really dope. So what's next for Urbane? Um, I have, like, my designs for the rest of the year are pretty much flushed out already. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what you got, yeah. man. I got some got some stuff. Got some cool. Stuff coming up. But um, as far as, like, with the business, um, just trying to get the brand awareness out. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely more so in the Philly scene. I feel like I haven't done the best job I could do in Philly mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, my customer's not necessarily here, but I haven't experimented enough. Like, just getting, being able to connect with, like, I mean, I've been connected with Devin Milan, but getting her into a shirt mm-hmm. and her being able to, like, experience the brand that way, and then that led to Diamond Cuts, and then now I'm getting more opportunities for placement, yep. but I'm still being very, very selective with As you um, who I decide to work Absolutely. with. For sure. Um, but, um, no, like, I want to start doing more pop-ups. Uh, I got, I'm actually planning a fashion show for the fall. Nice. Um, I don't do runway fashion shows. I do stuff that's very, like, untraditional. I guess you could say Kanye-ish yeah. um, mindset for the More uh, like installations. And, yeah, definitely. Because um, I want to create more of an experience versus just, I, I think, up and down a runway is boring. It's very boring. I agree. Um, I, don't, I don't get why people love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless it's like Victoria's I mean, Secret yeah. And I'm like alright I'm in But <laughs> I'll keep um, it a bean <laughs> But um, one other thing That I'm really focusing on this year Is just working smarter Not harder Sure um, With that being said Like um, I'm actually got a collab That's coming up with 4-7 The cool. brand that makes All the dad caps For like all the collegiate teams And NBA teams And yeah. stuff like that Yeah 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 So that's, a, that's They do a, a lot of the retro stuff too Yeah the and throwbacks. They, Like you have new era That make that was like This cornerstone for, for hats mm-hmm. Now Four seven is the cornerstone for dad caps. They yeah. mastered the fit. Yes, they did. The style. And for me, it was like I can go overseas and create a dad cap, but why not collab with a brand who has the same values that and I they have? Mastered it. Yeah, and like I, that cuts out more work for me because now I'm working smarter, but not harder. harder. Like more and, on the design. Yeah, of it yeah, yeah. To, and then yeah. even like down, like I want to create, start creating sneakers and bags and stuff like that. Like why it's not? Talking my talk mm-hmm. right now. Let's collab with somebody who's already mastered that versus me taking on the cost, the time, and the effort to generate that myself. Yeah. Um, but totally get it. Yeah. So that's kind of like where my mind is at. Um, and just really differentiating the two brands for the rest of the year and really understanding who my customers are. Before we wrap up, I, I always talked about, I always mentioned this cause I, especially with people like with your kind of mindset, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a Netflix series called abstract. Okay. Definitely watch Check that. Because gotcha. basically the whole premise is um, each episode is a different type of designer. Right. Uh, so they'll talk about, they had uh, they interviewed uh, Tinker Hatfield. Word. Um, as Devlin, who's done stage sets for tours like mm-hmm. Beyonce, YouTube. Yeah. Um, I just feel like you could definitely benefit from, from watching those like episodes yeah, yeah, just to kind of like even push your boundaries a yeah. little bit more. It's in the back of my um, mind now. I'm gonna go yeah, I watch, I watch it. I watch <laughs> it all the time. Watch it. yeah. it's good. I watch yeah. it all cool. the time. Like, it's really dope. I think you, you'll definitely appreciate definitely that. I normally always ask this too. I should have asked earlier. Just what about you? What are you doing if you're not, if you're not working? Um, if like I'm not do? working? What do you like to do in your pastime? Do you allow yourself to have like a half <laughs> day or a day uh, off? Not really. I mean, mm-hmm. I work. I have a full time job and being a store manager, like I'm always not. This, I'm on call most times. Yeah. Um. So even if I'm off, I'm not really off. Right. But like days like today, I have a day off. Mm-hmm. I was we was doing a photo shoot for three four hours <laughs> and right. then I'm here. You're so here. it's like that's just I love what I do. Okay. And I don't allow the industry or anybody to put pressure on me to move at a faster pace than what I'm comfortable with. Sure. At. Whether it's dropping a product, um, the design aspect, the fashion industry, waiting for a co-sign, like I don't wait for those things. I've really learned to embrace my pace. So and just move. show them how to move yeah. in a room full of vultures. Mm-hmm. So I'm also in, outside of here. I'm also in corporate America. And one right. of our biggest things that we say is work life balance. Right. 
the hottest. <laughs> <laughs> I yell that every day for that because I just it's hard to have that Isn't it? when you have a different type of motor, and right? You constantly on go. I know. Like I'll be at work. Like I've got to the point where at my job I can go on automation. Mm-hmm. What I mean is every single process at work can be is automated in my mind. When oh, I, like yeah. when a customer walks it's second in, nature. Yeah, like it's That's second the nature. That's the way I function yeah. at work. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm because that allows you that allows you to work on other things in your mind. Like I'm at work and if I see something that inspires me, I'm honestly thinking about design. Sure. And it's just now I'm on automation and my team is good enough to the point where I don't I'm fully invested in my business, like in the in store, business, right. but I don't have to mentally strain myself yeah. for the business to be successful. Nope. When people stress out, yeah. I'm like, yo, what are you really right. stressing out? Yeah, about? Like people coming to work and like, yo, I'm having a bad day. I'm like, bro, like walking, you walking to work, clock in mentally, clock out of whatever else yeah. you're doing. Come in, do what you got to do. It should be second nature yeah, by now. Without a doubt. For so sure. You, you, but you don't know how to turn it off when it comes to your own life? No. <laughs> no. Because like from when you're a designer, like it's like your mind is going like the beginning of this year. I was like, yo, if I have a design. I got to get it down digitally in three days. Mm-hmm. So just from January 1 to now, I have, I'm sitting on over 45 designs that are all completely different. Uh. And I haven't even gone into the production process or sample process yet for any of them. Damn. But it's just for me, it's like, if I got a design idea, get it down. Even if I don't use it now, maybe it's a design I can tweak or alter sometime later and still develop it. All right. Well, I want you to travel some. I want you to get some. <laughs> I, do, I do need to travel. Yeah, I got two and a half weeks of vacation. PTO I got to use because I ain't used none last year. Yo, so. you, listen, let me tell you something. I work, listen, you I know anything about using PTO. Mm-hmm. They give it to you, you better use it. Mm-hmm. I got my third week this year. <laughs> and trust me, I'm using, they That's know I'm using all, all I'm it. using all of it. Mm-hmm. They give it to you. You work hard. Yeah. Use that PTO. Travel. Go see Definitely. some stuff for sure. Um, uh, how can people follow you? Where can they um, see yourself? So you can follow the brand at uh, urbane.us. That's U-R-B-A-N-E.us. My personal uh, Instagram is the, at the Charles J. Um, so it's T-H-E-C-H-A-R-L-E-S-J-A-Y. Um, that's my personal. And then the website for the brand is www.urbaneclothing.us. Anybody who has any questions from like a design aspect, if, man, I do even 10-minute seminars where people just got to get stuff off their chest and talk to somebody so they can hear something from a different perspective mm. and i do that on my own time free sounds I don't like therapy because right. yeah. <laughs> it's like when you a lot of people already have the answers to their questions mm-hmm. it's just a matter of they need somebody else to put it in perspective sure. for them Absolutely. and somebody that's going to listen mm-hmm. and have, with an unbiased perspective right. um so that's something that i've been doing and it's helped nice. out a lot of other they creators. can get the clothes there as well yeah website. everything's yeah everything's on the website listen i do drop-offs i'll link up with you if you're around the way i'll bring it to work you can come I through the job it. Like, i love it it's whatever right. Yeah. You swiping the uh the, the square reader? the square. We doing Apple Pay now. Word. Hey. Bing. <laughs> Done. Peace. I'm down with that so. for sure. Uh, let us know we have any pop up installments. We mm. definitely want to be able to come through. We'll invite you to some of our stuff too. We got a lot yes. of stuff coming up. We were just talking we about it. Y- we gotta get y'all to do some live broadcasting at the shows and all that. Say so. no. Less. We were literally talking about that t- <laughs> an hour ago. Literally, this is, crazy. <laughs> this is all aligned. Everything mm-hmm. that you have come on. I knew he was gonna be good. Everything <laughs> you literally have said in this interview, like literally, no less than three hours or a day before yeah. we have talked about so say less That's we're, d- we're there we're for there for sure d- yeah. done all day long. especially like working with kids and stuff like mm-hmm. the high school mm-hmm. definitely let, let's link up with oh, that yeah, for yeah, sure yeah, definitely. That's, yeah that's good we definitely want to get back and do stuff in that nature so i will say this real quick i got a gift that yeah. i'm really excited about yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> that's how lauren do me yo that's how lauren do me sorry i got you i'm gonna pull up that's not I'm pull up. that's not how it happened <laughs> i'm telling you that's not how it, i wasn't on my petty ish i'm like yo i've been working on my can you talk about how i've been working on my petty i'm like yo get this dude on the show all right bet <laughs> gets you on the you show you ain't reach out i reached mm-hmm. yeah, i told you to <laughs> the first thing she said was that striped shirt i was like all right and i don't got a lot of them left so that's like one of the 
the see last how she doing, last. Yo. Do I need cool. to get it dry clean? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend washing it, but I dry I'm clean everything. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. No, but you'll see it. I'm going to wait to something special. Mm-hmm. He got me, though. That's he all good. He got you, though. Yeah. I believe him that he got she you. He got me. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. We'll, 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 we'll freak it. Right. We'll, we'll freak it. All right, everybody. That is it. That is Great show. Thanks Relax. for coming out, man. Thank appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, again, shout out to the whole Water Ice Radio family and the Water Ice family. We are your scoops of everything Philly. Make sure that you are following us on all social media platforms, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We YouTube, we are there. We are now Water Ice Radio on all major streaming platforms. That's Spotify, that mm-hmm. is SoundCloud, that is iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, mm-hmm. TuneIn, shout out to TuneIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're there. We got one more left. Google Play. We'll be there. Yep. Google Play. Um, but right now, check us out. Every Tuesday, 8 o'clock, we drop something new for you guys. All right, everybody, you already know what it is. Your girl, Lauren Rhea, got my boy, Jada Gentleman. Thank you again, Charles J., for coming through. Mm-hmm. And never, ever forget, not all superheroes wear... Uh, can I start that again? Yes, you can, please. I haven't messed that up in a while. <laughs> all right. And always remember, not all superheroes wear capes, but sometimes, sometimes they, they wear, wear headphones. headphones. Peace, everybody. Peace. <laughs>